Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of scientists with way too many board games. I'm Tom and I'm joined by... Dr. Justin. Wow. Uh, Professor Adam? Is that... Yeah? Um, Pathologist Debbie. (laughs) This is a board game podcast by a group of friends trying to get through their collection of board games and today we are talking about a game by Plaid Hat Games, Abomination colon The Heir of Frankenstein. Um, I don't know if either of you brought the I box mean, with you. It's within striking distance. Okay. It's it's fine. I have I have BGG open. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It's been 20 years since Victor Frankenstein died on a ship in the Arctic. Wow, brutal. But his vengeful creature lives on, as does Robert Walton, the sea captain who vowed to kill the fiend before mercy stayed his hand. It's now 1819 and a sinister darkness depends upon... Jesus. And a sinister darkness descends upon the city of Paris. A mysterious benefactor of gigantic stature has emerged in the scientific community, never showing his face, claiming to possess the late Frankenstein's Frankenstein's Frank research. He sponsors a grand competition. Is that what we were doing? Offering an even grander prize, unlocking the mystery of mortality. Renowned scientists from around the world come to take part, some drawn to solve this eternal riddle, others coerced against their will. But a certain captain comes as well, one deeply suspicious of the secret of patron, hoping to finally fulfill his vow. Abomination the Air Frankenstein is a competitive game of strategic monster building for two to four players inspired by Mary Shelley's classic novel of gothic horror. In the game, the creature demands your help to accomplish where his creator could not, to bring to life an abomination like itself, a companion to end its miserable solitude. Through work or placed in careful management of decomposing resources, you'll gather materials from the cemeteries and morgues around the city, conduct valuable research at the Academy of Science, hire less than reputable associates, and toil away in your lab, all in an effort to assemble a new form of life and infuse it with spark of being. Do well and the creature may reward you during one of its surprise visits. Do poorly and you may come to regret not putting forth more effort. Narrative events come into play throughout the game and guided by your decisions leading to potentially unsavory outcomes. The game ends when you succeed and bring your creation to life or when the captain kills the creature, whichever comes first. Then the player with the most points fulfills Frankenstein's dark legacy, becomes their heir for good or ill. Wow. I I brutalized a lot of that. I apologize. Uh, But yeah, I didn't realize that we were in a competition this whole time no i thought it was just yeah or who the captain was <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i, I thought he was just the local uh constabulary, constabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the captain he was the he was the boat captain that took frankenstein to the oh. arctic oh man to the arctic i guess i feel like i'm missing something yeah. wait i thought his ship went down man like i don't know look I, the last time i read frank to be honest i never read the like, book so grade eight i mean this was like yeah. 30 years ago come on give me a break so the overview of this game pretty much exactly what the description says it's kind of a worker replacement type thing you get a few little dudes you, know, you got a you got one big dude which is your scientist and a couple little dudes which are lab associates and what you do is you just spend your time calmly going around the city doing a couple <laughs> menial chores maybe you go to the academy of science get better at doing science collect some research Get some money, donate some of your time, volunteer, get some blood from one of your people. 
normal stuff. What? Then then you get into the other not so normal stuff, which is grave digging, robbing the morgue, robbing the hospital, uh, or straight up killing people. Um, so those are there's a bit of a there's a bit of a difference there. Um, and basically, what you're going to be doing is spending your time um, moving your or putting your putting your guys down on the on the spaces of the board in hopes of being able to uh, increase your three stats which are well i mean sometimes you increase them sometimes you de- decrease them your stats of morality uh or hu- humanity um renown which i'm probably got that wrong and expertise which is like how good you are at you know stabbing stabbing bodies to make another body what's that called surgery right um so you do all those things uh so you're you're basically trying to level up these gauges so that you can uh you know do do things with the pieces that you're accumulating through various means um in uh, in hopes of being able to build a new body for um for Frankenstein's monster um I'm glossing over a lot of what actually happens because there's a lot of minutia to it. Uh, you've got like cubes that represent different type of body parts, um, which are like, what is it? Skin and no, like muscle organs, bone, blood, animal bones. Oh, so many bones. And the way all of this works is that you, you're, you're running around Paris, collecting money, leveling up yourself, getting, uh, getting things to be able to make yourself better in terms of research, uh, uh, pieces from these bodies that you're digging up. Uh, and you're collecting all of those things so that you can go to your lab. And during a second phase of the game, you're basically spending those pieces that you have to be able to build parts of the monster. Um, each part of the monster takes like differing amounts of different stuff to make. So uh, you have to sort of build a skeletal structure of the freaky monster first, which requires a lot of bone and connective tissue and all sorts of other gross, nasty stuff. And once you're sort of done that, you can then proceed to the other gross part of the game, which is getting enough like blood and organs to sort of uh, cobble together the rest of the uh, like meteor bits of the of the monster. And some of them are uh, take take less stuff like arms are not that big uh, compared to your legs, which are quite big. Uh, so you have to spend differing amounts depending on generally how, how big they are. And you get points. You get points for doing all this. Um, and uh, as you go through, if you manage to uh, fully um, in meat uh, and skin something, you, you get to the final level of this thing being complete. You can then start to make the pieces come alive. Ooh, and you use electricity to try to zap it. And this is where some dice come in and they can go, uh, you get good rolls or bad rolls. And sometimes the par- parts get damaged and sometimes they come to life and it's a, it's a huge thing. Um, but the end goal is that you are trying to get as many bits of this monster in an alive state as possible. Um, and you're basically generating points as you build up the monster, as well as collecting a bunch of like sort of side goals. So there's going to be like four, you know, four, four goals that are global to the, to the game, you know, get the most amount of money or something like that, which can give you points. But most of your points are going to be generated via your dials for your expertise, your humanity and your, uh, renown, um, as well as building pieces of the monster. Um, all of it is quite gross, uh, when you stop to think about it and interspersed through all of this, like, uh, nasty body mangling is, uh, story beats that are read 
out by one player uh, sometimes, and they have to choose who it affects, and sometimes the monster shows up and it's like, hey, you're not going fast enough. And you're like, well, sorry, tough luck. This takes time. And then he just like drains all your blood. You're out for the round or something, right? It's like, it's a typical kind of plaid hat sort of situation where they're trying to interject story beats and consequences uh, into into a otherwise uh, normal-ish worker placement where you're collecting bodies. Look, there's not much that is actually normal about this game. Um, whether you will like it or not is going to depend a lot on how much you're okay with talking about body parts. So we'll say that kind of up front, that if you're not cool with talking about blood and guts and organs and stuff, you can just like probably turn around and walk away now. Um, yeah, it, yeah, the, the body parts, uh, uh, pictured are not, uh, they're not censored in too many ways. Um, and you will see pictures of people with horrible face wounds and all sorts of stuff on the cards. Uh, because as you go through the game in the various places, you're going to find different, uh, quali- quality is quality a good way to put it of body. Cause, cause if you go to like the graveyard, you know, they're probably going to be around for a while. And so they're not really, not really fresh. fresh. And so there's probably mostly bones. And as you go through, you're going to go through to like the morgue and they're going to be a little bit fresher. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's all really gross. But anyway, that's kind of your fair warning. And more or less the, the idea of how, how it is to play this game. You know, you're going around, you're putting things down, you're just having a good old time, just being a bit macabre, right? It's that, that's, that's how I define this one. Um, it's a pretty decent little worker placement game. Um, they've got a neat little mechanic where if somebody is in your way, you can kick them out, but it costs you money. Um, and you can only do that a set number of times, which is pretty interesting, um, because it opens up a few different avenues of, uh, trying to do what you want to do, but you got to sort of act fast or you will get totally locked out of doing certain things. So, um, all in all, uh, that's, that's kind of a, a really, really brief overview. This game is wicked complicated. So I would recommend that if you are interested in playing it, you watch a how to play, because I think between like the upsetting art and the, uh, the rules in general, I think you might, you might be better served by having someone explain it to you. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of what I've got in terms of an overview. Do you guys have anything you want to add? No, I think I think like the the high level again. I, I agree that if you want to uh, if you want to play this, I also strongly recommend watching a video <laughs> or something because there's a lot going on here. And also, don't be upset if like the first time or so that you play it, you feel confused because um the first time i played it i tried one thing and then the second time i played it i tried something completely different and had a very different outcome so be prepared yeah um this is debbie's so uh what'd you what do you think debbie <laughs> okay so i i mean i'm the disturbed one I'm, i think we'll, we can say that um yeah, disturbed. yeah. Mm-hmm. checks out um I really like the theme of this one, <laughs> which, which is really yeah. disturbing, and I get it. Um, kind of strange. Just, I don't know. Mm. There's just something about it that makes me all warm and fuzzy. 
Mm, that's yes, the blood probably. suspect. Um, I, I mean, I get that there's like there's some there's some weirdness in here, like some kind of typical, like you said, plaid hat things that are in there that you know probably don't need to be in there. So why are they there? Like, there's there's definitely some of that in this. Um, I, I think that they tried to maybe stretch a little too far with the events and encounters. Um, I, I think we had a pretty good number of chuckles when you're, you know, you're going through the events and encounters and apparently your monster is talking to you and yet your monster's not alive yet. I, yeah. It like, doesn't have lips. Not, like, not really sure you have like an arm laying on the table and it's talking to you. Like, I don't understand how that happens. Maybe that's just I, you that's losing fair. your mind. I mean, that's definitely fair. I don't know that it meant the monster on the table, though. I think it meant the monster, like the monster monster from you, the story, right, the creature. Right? Frankenstein's monster. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. That makes a little more sense. Because sometimes he just like he's just like, oh, you feel a presence behind you, and it's it's the monster, and he's like, oh, you're not doing you're not doing very good here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what's gonna make you? You're not really hitting your quotas. If I bleed you, (laughs) we gotta increase we gotta increase shareholder value by at least ten percent, and you're not doing it. God, listen, I'm rotting here. And I only got about a month before uh, something falls off. So if you could, you know, pick up the pace. You're going to pick up the pace. So I'm going to bleed you dry and leave you on the floor. Yeah. I mean, it's probably cool. fine. It's, it's a certain kind of encouragement. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Like, I, there's definitely problems with the game. Like, I'm I'm very willing to admit that. Um, there's just, I'm also willing to say that there's just not that many games, I think, in this realm either. Like, yeah. Like, like with this I, kind of theme? Because it's not the horror aspect yeah. that I'm looking at, right? It's just kind of the, I don't know, the anatomy piece. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know, kind of fun to me. I don't know. It's nerdy. Whatever. I'm mm. okay with it. Um, I mean, you get to, <laughs> like, how many times did we actually get to chuckle about the fact that you're, like, going into the back alley and you get to murder somebody? And you're like, oh, I need to, you know, I can do it twice before I get in trouble. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just, things like that are... Before anyone gets wise. It's it's quite funny to me. Like I said, there's definitely problems with it. But, um, you know, I think for me, I think like Adam said, you know, you kind of have to, you kind of probably have to take a little bit of a different stance to it. Um, I found for myself that I have to be, I kind of have to be okay with taking a hit in a certain dial um, to get further ahead in other places. I mean, somehow Hmm. Adam got an entire body and got all of his dials up. Like, I mean, I will tell you the, the biggest, the biggest contributor to that whole thing is ice. Um, The first, that's one of the, I was going to talk about that when I, when I got around to talking, but um, there's, so there's a, there's a part of the game that involves like the stuff that you harvest uh, being various degrees of, freshness um whereas uh you know like if you if you kill someone in a back alley boy oh boy that the stuff you get from that person uh is quite fresh quite fresh but if you go to the cemetery uh you might find something that's maybe maybe not as fresh not not great um so the the thing here is that you uh as you have your stuff in your lab, it'll it'll slowly degrade over time. It'll get worse and worse, and uh, that's not great. So instead, what you can do, you can run to the market and buy ice to quite literally put them on ice, hey. and uh, and that prevents your stuff from degrading as fast. And that played a hu- a huge role in my uh, inevitable 
strategy of getting body parts and being able to make stuff and because if they degrade too far then the pieces become unusable and well that's not good so anyways that's a that's a small thing something something that uh something that that can be considered anyways is uh be be aware of of uh what you can do to try and preserve your stuff yeah i mean i feel like this is the kind of game that you're that you're gonna get into where you're gonna probably figure out a method and just kind of always go that way do you know what i mean like i feel like there probably is a a methodology that you'll get to where you're just gonna always play it the same way um obviously there's Mm. always gonna be that variable like thomas said where you know you'll there's only three bumps per game basically um or per round um and that is gonna stop you in a sense but um yeah i I, like i mean it's unfortunate because i think that there's things like that that they were trying to mitigate with the events and um encounters and stuff like that but um yeah i think that there's there probably just is a best way to play this and once you figure it out you figure it out um yeah for me it's just uh, honestly it's it's the theme and it's kind of just that i don't know putting bits together (laughs) it's so disturbing like i honestly sound like a really really disturbed person the ankle bones connected to the I just, yeah. I don't jammy know. Leg. <laughs> Bone. Oh, the jammy leg. Jammy leg, yes. <laughs> oh, jammy but, leg. Uh, and I mean, it's, I, it, like you said, like, it's really definitely not for the faint of heart. Like, there's animal parts. Like, it's not really the nicest thing to think about that you're putting yeah. animal parts in a human. Sometimes, sometimes you need a cow, cow valve. Cow totally. Valve. I mean, Thomas is, I think, totally. had like a pug leg or something. Yeah, I think Tom's was about a uh, 30% animal. Ten percent pig, ten percent dog, and another ten percent cow. Yeah, like what? That thing, that thing was almost fully formed. He wouldn't have complained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been fine. Um, Still walk. I think legs little jammy. There's one other thing that I'm. I mean, this might be a bit of a spoiler. I mean, I really don't think there's anybody listening to this game that's or to this that's going to be like, oh my god, I really want to play a (laughs) pompation. Well, yeah, play Abomination without, yeah, you know, like, oh, I, I really want to play it, you know, without, ha- exactly. without knowing like, anything. I don't think that I'm so, going to wow. be breaking any bubbles. <laughs> but I think, so we played this once before with another um, couple friends of ours. Um, and I think one of the biggest complaints that we heard on that side was when you, once you get past the, like, you've built the body kind of thing uh, and you get into the dice... Um, there's a lot of frustration, I think, that goes with the dice. Um, but I think that some of that is self-made. Um, the game does not force you to roll six to eight dice. Like, you do not have to roll all the dice, right? Um, you get advantages, right? Mm-hmm. The better you are at, I think, your expertise. Um, you get some, uh, the blue yep. dice, which are which have better odds. You know, um, I think Adam and I both at one point were doing maybe one or two laden jars at a time. So, you know, two to four dice um, instead of running the risk of having your body like blow up (laughs) because you microwaved it a little too hard. You know, I, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's some things that I like about this that are, you know, you kind of have to think about it in a different way. But with that being said, those are also, like I said, things that we heard from um, another couple friends of ours that played it, that they just, you know, they weren't a big fan of that part. So it's fair. Yeah. For sure, it it can kind of feel like a bit of a odd kind of almost a, it's almost a little disjointed sort of the end game dice rolling part compared to the rest of the sort of resource management worker placement. It kind of feels like the game is suddenly 
lurching into a different gear. Um, and that felt a little odd for me. And I mean, you know, love or hate dice, you know, everyone's subjected to the same odds. So it's a little bit of a balancing factor. And it introduces that, that risk reward, kind of like what you said, you don't have to use all the dice, but maybe it's going to be great. And maybe you're running out of time and you're falling behind. Um, but it can just feel like if you are behind and you're rolling tons of dice to try to catch up, chances are good that it's not going to go well. Um, which can make you feel even worse than you fallen even further behind. Um, but I, th- I think that's sort of a bit of a beginner trap maybe, uh, that's built into the game. I, I definitely agree that it, uh, it's not, it's not the friendliest game to the first, first playthrough. Like, I think that it, that the, uh, first time, the first time we played this, it was uh, a bit of a, it, it just, it felt a lot rougher than it needed to, I guess. Like it, like it had, it had just a lot of mm-hmm. kind of feel bad moments and you're like, man, I really just wish that I could just get through this and you know, like, yeah, I, I just, I just feel like this game would end because like, I just, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere and I'm getting frustrated with it and blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas like the second time I played it, it was a much better time from my experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm assuming that, you know, the third time I play it, it's going to be better yet. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I guess like most heroes, it rewards replaying and learning the systems and learning kind of when to start kind of switching from building your economy to putting that economy to use. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, like I thought this game was really strong in, in theme uh not necessarily the event deck i found that a little random a little almost too random like it could either be completely punishing like i think it affected me like i just lost my scientist for an entire round so it's just like well (laughs) good luck catching up from that buddy um whereas some of the other ones was uh Okay, you have to put your scientist here, and when you go here, you get all these bonuses as well. And it was like, oh, well, that that seems a lot better. <laughs> um, but I, I found a lot of the theme just shines through on the worker placement aspect, uh, which is otherwise f- fine. It's it's uh, I'm, I'm never a massive fan of worker placement, but I, I found this one. rather than being completely abstract all the systems worked well together like if you want to get a body out of the hospital it makes sense that you need to have a high reputation otherwise no one's going to let you just wheel that newly deceased corpse out into the street uh and you know you can go and you can spend money at the uh, academy you know to build up your reputation you know you're going around you're you're a patron of the arts and the sciences so the systems kind of work well together and it leads to some maybe funny <laughs> kind of moments where it's like yeah you can go to the alley and kill someone but it, it's really bad to your uh, humanity but uh you know you can just go to the dockyards and pay somebody to go kill somebody and bring you a body because you know maybe there's a little bit of plausible deniability there you know it's only a small hit to your humanity uh but maybe the guy was already dead uh who knows <laughs> yeah, that's probably fine <laughs> that's probably maybe fine. the guy was a he was a bad person it could be yeah anybody, yeah yeah right? very easily been it's, a bad it's, person it's it's a dexter situation it's a serial killer that kills serial killers it's fine you're we're, you're doing good uh <laughs> Or, you know, you just go to the dog catcher and you either return the dogs 
to get a big boost to your humanity or you gain a large portion of uh, animal parts. <laughs> uh, so it's just sort of like little things like there, which are very thematic and play to the theme without feeling weirdly abstract, which a lot of Euro worker placements can become. Like everything makes sense when you put it down on a board, you know. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed that that part. That and I think the um, the resource management and you know deciding when to build the body and watching everything slowly decay um, is is probably the other. I think the really strong part of sort of the, the theme and like the timeline where you have to go buy ice because obviously there are no freezers. Uh, so you gotta get that shipped and you gotta pay good hard cash for that. Uh, whereas, yeah, like the other things that I don't, you know, the, the randomness with the, the dice kind of felt a little at odds with the rest of the systems. And then the, um, the event system felt like it could have been done way better because it just kind of felt, yeah, just there. But it wasn't didn't feel connected to the rest of the systems. Yeah, I think that completely makes sense to me. It's I yeah I it's unfortunate because it's like you said they did a really good job in some places and in other places it just kind of falls a little flat. I think another thing is that the decks uh, the card decks are small right and you're constantly recycling them and so you keep seeing the same cards over and over and over again. Um, I think that's another thing that kind of drove me kind of drives me a little crazy. Well, that's what expansions are going to be for. I mean, this game is from what, 2019? 2019, yeah, something so I like that. I feel like if they were going to do it, they probably yeah. would have done it by now. Um, Homebrew expansions? Well, there's, a, there's a downloadable solo variant now. Uh, oh. that's, oh, that's new. I mean, I'm sure that it's just serviceable. Yeah. Sitting at my kitchen table, making a body and talking to myself about jammy leg. Seems like a bad, seems like a I bad. I feel like Adam <laughs> would be questioning if that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah, Adam would just be upstairs, and he just hears a mad cackle from the kitchen. Debbie's just, you know, making a body. It's all good. (laughs) Must be Tuesday. Ah, you know, do love, do love a good Tuesday. Lots of, lots of, uh, of uh, jammy legs to be found. Yeah, for 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 my part in it, I think I agree. Like, you know, I I had a lot of fun with this game. I don't know how much of it's connected to its gameness. Um, you know, I I agree. The events are kind of silly. Um, the uh the worker placement is you know it's it's pretty good. I think it was okay. I like the managing all of your resources is pretty fun. Um, it's really funny when you take a chance on the graveyard and all you come up with is just bones. Uh, and it's like all I needed was not bones. Um, so I guess I'll go off and sell all these bones because I got nothing else to do with these bones. <laughs> why, why are there so, so many bones? bones? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like as long as you have a bit of a twisted sense of humor, I think you're going to have at least a fun time playing this game. Maybe not a fun time ending the game because I feel like out of all the things, like I know that you need a goal to strive towards. Otherwise, the game kind of becomes a little bit pointless. But like, I don't know. I didn't really need such a involved scoring system to enjoy the act of trying to put a body together. Um, and I feel like just getting completely blown out of the water kind of, it put a, you know, put it, put a bit of a damper on what was otherwise a very fun, like gaming session. Um, cause we were like, you know, this was the first game and I made a, a, a body that almost got created. And a lot of it was 
you know, various pieces of animal, which is quite funny. Um, uh, it wasn't made out of the greatest of parts, uh, but it was, you know, it was it was about to be it was about to be there. Took some chances on some dice rolls, didn't quite make it. Uh, my guy was horribly compromised by the end of it on account of the multiple murders that he had perpetrated, uh, either through dock workers or by his own hands. Um, so you know, I was losing points left, right, and center. And I mean, I know that's part of the game, but like I had a good time building the body and making the body and managing all the stuff. And even when my guy got completely drained of blood for was seemingly no reason, it was still funny. And, um, you know, the game is quite funny as long as you, you know, think grave digging is funny. Um, anyway, uh, but so, so like, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, play this game for the experience and try not to worry too much about the scores really, because like, again, the first time you play this, you're going to get just absolutely trounced probably. Um, and it, and it kind of sucks. Cause I, I feel like I was having a good time building this weird body made out of like pieces of good pieces of humans and really good pieces of, you know, some animals that we found. And it was, it was a good time. Um, weirdly. Uh, and, and, you know, just sitting around having a joke with friends and being a little bit twisted was, was, it was a good time. And then, and then you tally everything up and it's like, oh, Adam won with 350 points and you got 110. And it's like, oh, oh, cool. I just got absolutely stomped. And like, who knows? I wasn't really paying attention as your first time, but you know, it does kind of take the wind out of your sails when, when something happens like that. Cause I, I don't really know what else I would do differently, really probably less murder. Um, but you know, that's how you get the good stuff. So I don't know. I'm a little mixed on this one as well. It's a, it's an interesting little beast. Uh, very funny to play as long as you're cool with the subject matter. And I could imagine playing it over like Halloween time would probably be pretty, probably be pretty choice, honestly. Uh, so yeah, interesting, interesting little one. Um, bit too, bit, bit too, too many rules, maybe. I don't know. It seemed like a lot personally, but fun, fun, fun little game. Little, not little, but you know what I mean. Medium size. Yeah, it's no Twilight Imperium, but you know, mm. you got to keep track of all your bits, and you only have a certain amount of bits that you can hold, and then you can pickle those bits if they get too weird. And <laughs> oh, the pickled bits. His muscles are getting a little funky. And you cannot use pickled bits inside your body. No, only for pies. And use dog hearts. There you go. That's the game. Oh, I was really actually surprised how long it took us. Like, it took longer than I thought it would. Yeah. It was long. It was like about three hours. Yeah, I, mean, I it think. says 90 to 180. In three hours with a with a, a bunch of learning and yeah. some referencing back to the rules and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I think I just I for me I think I just like the game more because of the theme and like the fact that it just kind of all fits together really nicely. Um I mean they did a really good job with the quality, right? Like the the body fits together oh, yeah. all nice and cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, that was I mean, a nice the, touch. The board has the little dials on it. Like they did a decent job of it um or good job of it, but um yeah, I'm just going to sit in my little world of La La Land and just love it for loving it. <laughs> The suggested time, I was just uh, before we completely forget, it, it does say 90 to 180 minutes. So we were right there in that three hour mark. It's not that bad given that it it says it's going to take approximately 
you know, an hour and a half to three hours. And it did, you know, and, and we were, we were doing the, uh, the learning thing. Right. Yeah. And it's, so it's mm-hmm. it, the one, the one interesting thing to me is that there is no scaling for player number. So I feel like, I mean, it says that this plays best at three. I don't know whose opinion that is, but I can see how four is a bit of a crowd maybe in this game. Um, and three kind of brings it down enough that you're not, cause I mean, how many times when you get close to the end of the game, like how many times are you in a position where you can't bump anybody and the locations that are available are essentially useless to you, right? Yeah, but the thing is when you For go down sure. to down to three players, do you lose one of those bumping slots? Oh, do you? Okay, so it does at least scale mm, yeah. a little bit. Um I mean I still think it would be much easier. It might change the yeah. strategy a little. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting in that that, like, it's, it's like important for you to be, it's, it's important for you to, um, you know, have first player, but how important is it? And there's a lot of interesting decision making in this. Well, I think your first player, the need for first player, I think really, for me, depends on what, what's on top of the hospital deck is like Mm -hmm. the biggest driver in my world. Like if you have a one quality on the top of the hospital deck, I think you can only get one quality parts in so many different ways. Right. So I think that's where your hotspot is. So, right. I mean, I think that's where the value of your first player comes in. But beyond that, I agree. I don't know that you can really gain too much from it. Or the executions. Which we never oh, saw. The ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah, the executions, executions are... Executions come up through the event deck, and they're very they're very hit or miss. Like, you can't bank on them. But, uh, I mean, yeah, if there if there is a public execution, um, boy, oh boy, is it does it ever become a land grab to try and get <laughs> to that spot? It's... And it's actually just last thing, I promise. Um, One thing to mention about that is there is these very strange, uh, like, stick it to you cards randomly in this game. Like, very random. Like, they come out of the church. I think most of them come out of the church. And it's just a very random, like, all of a sudden there's, like, basically take somebody's cubes away or their resources, basically, for no, like, identifiable reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of comes out of nowhere where you're playing this very like Euro-esque game and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm going to go make that person's day really crappy. <laughs> that Those came out of nowhere. Those were a bit odd for me. But again, like I see what they were trying to do. I think they're trying to mix the modalities a little too much. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I think it's maybe, maybe was their attempt at sort of like keeping one person from getting too far ahead. It allowed other players to kind of be like, okay, well, I can't get any good bodies out of the hospital, but at least I can take your yeah. parts away. Not my parts. My bits. My, my parts. parts. That's my parts. <laughs> because otherwise there's no real, or well, there are, there is no uh, like catch up mechanic. Like if you yeah, fall behind, yeah, you're SOL, yeah. too bad. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Like that was me. The first game, the first game we played, I like my, I think I got less points, um, like way less points. I think than we did in our game. Like I, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I ate it really bad in that game. <laughs> but if you were to attach a star value, <laughs> a, star, a star value to your, uh, to your everlasting love of this game. Oh, me? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. Come back to me. R- really? But you, like, love this I game. I do. Y- you could have an objective and a subjective list. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just keep... Everybody gets two review scales now. <laughs> yeah, just keep tacking them on, right? Just... Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing back the thumbs. Got it? Um, Me. I... I... 
I, th- I think the game's okay. Um, I think like my my personal opinion is that it's just it's it's just not like it almost feels unfinished. Um, it it feels like it's seventy five or eighty percent of the way there, but it it's just it needs like a push to get the the rest of the way. Um, and I think that that means just like more 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 cards in the in like the various spaces, so you're not cycling through them as fast um just just some just something like there's just something that's just it's just not quite there um but with that being said the game is fine i've played it a couple a few times now um and it's it's good like it's i i liked it more every time i played it my my interest in the game has improved which is good of course um yeah so i i like it's still hovering at like a, a very middling like six and a half, seven. Um, but but it is rising. Like the stock is rising on it. Uh, and and again, I think I would like it more. Like I would like it more and more if it just had more to it. It just needs more stuff. More stuff, please. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, uh Tom, uh, if you had it, would you would you keep it? Uh, I mean, I had I had a good time with this. I think it's something that I would gladly play like once or twice a year just for the just for the uh the 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 fun of it because it is it is uh it it hits a spot in my brain where it's like this is this is all this is all kind of fucked up guys and so we just have to ride it out and have a good time making this weird body and then you flip over all the pieces that are used to be used to be skeleton pieces and now they're skin pieces but they're all different colors because you stitch them together from a bunch of different people you murdered or stole bodies from like it's is weird it's a weird game it's a weird theme um but it works um and i think it's something that i could have fun with once or twice a year um like kind of everybody else i think there's almost too many flaws for me to recommend trying it out unless you're you know really vibing with debbie today um and and yeah i'm not sure like i'm it's it's a strange one because i can't really put my finger on what i feel like doesn't work uh enough to recommend it it's just there's just something about about it that it's like i don't know it just doesn't just doesn't feel like a good game it does feel like a fun experience um which is maybe the most boring way to put this but like i think it's i think it's fun to play it's just you know you're either going to have uh, a a fun time but maybe get blown out of the water playing the game game or maybe you 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 take it really seriously and you try to optimize everything and you do really well and then one event comes around and like does something that fucks over everything so it, it's got a lot of like weird disparate elements that maybe work well in terms of the theme but maybe don't work well together as a as a cohesive game maybe that's the problem i don't know but it is really funny to imagine making a body out of like bits of animals i don't know why i think that's funny but you know if you're like me you can have a good laugh with it to put it lightly though no i wouldn't keep this i don't think i'd go out and get it either um but yeah it's it's fun to play and i'd play it again just you know i don't need it's all creepy creepy cards looking at me staring at me all the time justin how about you hey uh actually turns out that my brother does own this uh, i didn't realize that uh and uh so when i actually when i got home after playing it uh my brother asked me it's like oh what do you guys play and it's like oh and it's like oh abomination yeah we have that is it is it good is it worth keeping and my first res- my initial response was eh 
uh, which was maybe telling. <laughs> because as, as yeah, like kind of as you were saying, Tom, like as a game, it it's passable. Like it's a passable worker placement resource management game. Um, uh, but it does have a few too many flaws. And yeah, it doesn't quite feel like it's, it was fully realized maybe. Uh, because... I can't really think of any game like this that has the, um, well, any game really that, that has the theme, uh, quite like this one does. Like, I feel like the theme was, was very much baked into like the map and the overall design and how some of the worker placement systems work well together. Um, but then it kind of feels a little disjointed with the, uh, the dice rolling and the, uh, the event card system. Um, so it, yeah, like it, the, the theme is what would bring me back to the game, not the actual sort of gameplay. Um, but I, I would be willing to play it again, but it's definitely not something that I would reach for first on my shelf. Like there'd be a lot more games that if someone was like, Hey, you want to play something that I would grab before this one? I, I do feel like my sister who is a nurse also might enjoy this uh, maybe for the same reasons as Debbie uh, just like playing with the body parts and putting together his body and kind of the visceral nature of it all. Um, but for me, yeah, if you really like the theme, I might be able to recommend it, but just because I can't think of another alternative. Um, but as sort of an overall gameplay experience, it'd be a hard recommendation. And I don't know if we're going to be keeping a hold of it um, just because we're trying to reduce the sizes of our collective collections right now. How about you, Debbie? You got uh, you time, uh, had time yeah, enough to think? Yeah, I think I, it's fair, right? Like, which is unfortunate because I think we've all had one of those games where it's like we wanted it to be that much better. Um, I don't, there's still a bit of like, it's not nostalgia, obviously, but, you know, it has a little piece of my heart. Like, I just, I get a kick out of it. I think it's funny. I think it's kind of amusing to put little body parts together. I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't know that I'd really want to play this a whole ton, um, but to kind of pull it out every once in a while is, you know, I think that's fun and that's just more for the more for the theme and and the chuckles than really the the totality of the gameplay I think like I think that it was just a really enjoyable experience which is sometimes odd for a euro like I don't know how many times you play a euro worker placement game where you actually like are laughing and chuckling and and really like interacting so I kind of like that right I totally understand I know I've often said and been made fun of for saying there's a lot of Euro games that are very enjoyable, but there's very few I would yeah. call fun. I mean, it's it's just, it's a very, Euro is just a very particular type of game. And so this one's like a fun Euro where you just kind of get to sit around and chuckle. So I don't know. I mean, I will see what happens if we decide to keep it or not. Um, but I, you know, I think it, yeah, I guess if you have that little weird spot in you where you think it might be funny and it's, you know, I don't know, burn off a little bit of steam, get some chuckles in. I, I think it's great for that. So um, I think I'd stick this at a four thematically to five, but I realistically, I think that, you know, if you get the opportunity to play it, you absolutely should try it. Um, it has, you know, some really well baked in uh, mechanics. Um, and then there's some oddities here and there. So, you know, give it a try. See if you like it. Um, if you don't like the skin, then well, uh, that sucks. Don't touch it because <laughs> it is mildly graphic. Say it's pretty graphic. I mean, 
mighty graphic. If you don't like the skin, just I get mean, rid of it's it. It's not detailed, right? Like it's that's the thing is it's like uh, like the the chick that doesn't have the jaw. It's like oh yeah. a big red spot on her face. Like it's not like it's detailed where you know like you can see skin and muscle mm-hmm. hanging off of it. Like I mean, I get Ugh. probably to people that don't work in healthcare, they'd be like, "Oh, that's really graphic." To me, it's not really graphic because it's just not it's just not realistic. It's like covering it up with a big red splotch of blood and letting people's imagination go with it. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that's just a differing opinion, right? But yeah, but that's why that's why I'm saying, like, I I think that if you're if you're concerned at all, you should go look at the cards online yeah. before even approaching this, because like Debbie's been desensitized through years of uh, working in the field, the medical field, <laughs> and Dateline. And just in general being like a, a gross person. No, I'm just <laughs> a little weird. I'm okay with that. Person likes uh. bodies and gross stuff. All right. Do you guys think we have time for a, a little game of Guess That Game by the Uh-oh. One Star Review? Uh, I've never yeah. done this. Has Debbie played this? No. It's very simple. I'm going to read a one star okay. review out of 10 off of Board Game Geek, and then you guys got to try to figure it out. Got it. Yeah. This one's going to be hard. I had to choose from a lot of really, really brutal takedowns from this one, <laughs> but not ones that could give away too much. So this might be a bit too vague, but here we go. Boring game. Boring, extremely random gameplay. Seems to rely on component attractiveness like a crutch to substitute for actual gameplay substance. That's all you're going to get from me. Zombicide. I was just going to say Zombicide. That was the first thing that came to mind when I heard that. <laughs> all right. This is, this is uh, what who wants to be a millionaire rules. You got to say final, final answer. answer. Oh, final answer. Zombicide. Oh, yeah. You two are both Zombicide? Oh, yeah. You're wrong. Adam. Uh, a shitload of components? Um... Component attractiveness like a crutch. Component attractiveness. This is good. Um, uh, component attractiveness like a crutch. Is it one that we have, have reviewed? These are all ones that Ooh. we have reviewed. Oh, yeah. I guess we've never actually reviewed on the side. Well, you forgot about the rule, I didn't, didn't you, know Justin? about the rule. Sometimes I don't listen. I forgot to mention all the rules to Debbie. I guess you, you can get another shot at it, Debbie. Not you, Justin. That's fair. Um... We'll get three different guesses out of this. Man, I don't even know. It is something that we have reviewed. Oh, it's it's no component quality. Like, is it? It's not something like Castles of Mad King Ludwig, is it? That's my guess. Final yeah, answer, I, whatever. No, all right. It's not Castles of Mad King Ludwig. I'll give I'll give Debbie a second. I'll give Debbie a second one. I don't think this is going to help you much, but how are you like this? How is this piece of shit so popular? Quacks. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not quacks. All right, it's a patchwork. You guys are gonna be mad at both of these individuals because this is wingspan. I I thought about that. <laughs> I looked at wingspan and I was like, I wonder if they're talking about the eggs. Okay. In yeah. the stupid birdhouse. Wingspan but is I a didn't pretty pretty think game. That, that would you know? I thought that was. How can it be boring with so many wheat and fat or bird facts? Right. right? It just doesn't make sense. Like, how can someone hate on wingspan that much? Like, it's not <laughs> a bad game. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, I that's know. spicy. There's really not that many components. Yeah, though. these people, these people are brutal. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's yeah, got little nice Cadbury cards. Easter eggs. Well, that wraps it up for another game, another round of 
I gotta find a better name for this. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to send us any kind of constructive feedback, you can fire us an email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at TeamRageTom for now. And you can also find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast if you want to fire us any kind of fun, fun messages. Uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to plug? Hey, well... Uh... I guess I can always plug the old Twitter. Uh, not that I check it very much anymore, but uh, it's still there. What? Why and don't you can you still check message it? me? Uh, uh, he's only following like four people. And it's yeah, no, I people just in this in this call. <laughs> I just can't be asked. Fair. Um, it will send me, you know, prompts if if I do get a message. So if you feel like messaging me, you can always reach me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what your favorite monster is? How about you, Debbie? I am one of those people that have removed myself from the grips of Elon Musk. I no longer have Twitter. Yeah. I have it on my phone because of CGS, but I do not have my own account anymore. Um, and my Instagram got hacked and apparently the person that has my Instagram likes to post a lot of stuff about Bitcoin and pictures of my quote unquote Mm. bank account, which I assure you, it did not go from 20 to 20,000 to 50 or 60,000 in two days. Didn't happen. So that's not me either. Um, (laughs) right now there's minimal ways to get a hold of me. I'm a little bitter with the social media world right now. So, uh, but as a group, you can get us at CGS Podcast on Twitter or email. Email is safe. We like email. Yeah, that's it. I've got, sorry. God, I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. Thanks. They stole my pictures of Adam's dad. It does suck. I'm very sad about that, actually. That's the one thing I'm angry about. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Downer. Adam, how about you? Uh, Yeah. If you're looking to get a hold of me, you can get me on social media at ForTheWin, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. I think I'm... Yeah. No, I am. I'm still on Twitter. Um, I rarely check it. I don't really post. I just peruse. Um, Yeah. Check me out there. If you're looking for barbecue stuff in Calgary, uh, FTW Barbecue. We're on we're on uh, the interwebs at for the win uh, same spelling as my socials dot uh, com. All right, thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I hope you'll be back. Skip it, jazz. Jesus Christ! And we'll be back at you next time with something fun. Thanks again. Bye.